everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, July 26th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And wow. So what a weekend at the box office. Tepid, I would say. A tepid weekend at the box office. I mean, a tepid weekend, but a huge weekend to talk about. You know, sometimes you have a hot weekend and it leads to hot talk. But sometimes you also have a tepid weekend and it leads to hot talk. And I think that's what we've got here on this episode of the B.O. Boys. Tepid weekend, but hot talk about it. Yeah, well, we can make any we can make any weekend sizzle, and we're about to do that. So mm-hmm. before we get to that, let's just plow. Okay. Good idea. Number one, old. Sixteen point five million dollars. To take the number one spot. Number two, another newbie, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, made $13.4 million in its first weekend. Number three, Black Widow, $11.6 million, down 55%, for a running total of $154.8 million. Now, that's the number one grocer uh, post. Oh, wait, I'm wrong. It is not. That is incorrect. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Number four, Space Jam, A New Legacy, made $9.5 million, down 69%. It is now totaling $51.3 million. Number five, F9, The Fast Saga, made $4.6 million, down only 40%. It's losing some theaters, but it is now at $163.2 million in its fifth frame. So that is your top five. So, and other than the top five, there's not anything I would say that's super interesting past that five. I mean, Escape Room dropped it looks like another 60 percent in sixth Mm -hmm. place so that movie i think is fully we could say tanking there's not going to be any any late surge that saves escape room this movie's tanking maybe kill the franchise we'll see and other than that everything is pretty steady so let's get into this top five let's get into the number one movie of this past weekend, M. Night Shyamalan's old 16, what did you say, $16.8 million? 16.5. 16.5. So this movie was made on an $18 million budget. M. Night fully financed it himself. Is this true? I, the, you researched this? Yes, yes. Okay. He's been self-financing a bunch of his last few movies i don't know if he's self-financed glass but he did with the visit he did with split he did with this too i think i think the visit and split he maybe like refinanced his house to, to do that but i think now his last few movies have made so much that he just has the cash yeah to finance these low budget movies um i mean it came on the big it came under what we were predicting or at least what i was i was more bullish on old than you were mhm but 16 and a half million dollars for a movie with absolutely no stars in the cast m knight's the star of this movie 
based on uh, a graphic novel, which is not very well known. So it is technically IP, but not an IP that anybody was clamoring for. No, no. It's this is not you know a, a Marvel comic. This is not Bugs Bunny. It's not Tom and Jerry. It's not that level of IP. Um, I would say this is a successful opening weekend. I, I don't see the argument that a horror movie with no stars that's not based on any IP that is low is budgeted at 18 million opening at 16 and a half million. I would say that is a success. Yeah. It's not blowing the doors off of anything, but we still need solid hits. We need right. s- movies that come out and open solidly, which is what I think this is. Now, the reason why this, and I don't want to go off old too fast, but the reason why this seems to be a disappointing box office weekend for people is because there's no movie that opened huge, mm-hmm. and that could have been G.I. Joe in some people's minds, and that really that really disappointed. So that's why this weekend feels like a a bigger bomb than it is because old did what it was supposed to do. It is what we thought it was. We mm-hmm. we were hoping it could break out and be this this uh, oh wow more people went to see old than we thought. They're more intrigued than we expected, but it just didn't happen because I think this did over index in L.A. and New York City. And San Francisco and Chicago, those big cities, but the your Earth Dogs, your Stax Dwellers, your Gum Chewers, they they didn't really come out too much for this. Yeah, I mean that I think we talked about it a little bit, but when you have something a title like old, it's not super catchy. You know, this isn't called youth. It's not called young. It's called old. So you're already digging yourself out of a hole. By promising people that, that you're going to see oldness, which is not, you know, especially right now, people are, are coming out of a, a rough year, a lot of sickness in the air. I, I don't know if that premise was as intriguing to the average person, come see oldness mm-hmm. on the big screen. So that might have been a problem, but that is what the movie is. The movie is about oldness. Um, does this... You know, looking at M. Night Shyamalan as basically the star of this movie, and I'm sure he's in, I haven't seen it, I'm sure he's in a cameo, but when we say star of the movie, the fact that he directs a movie, he's usually the the biggest name in his movies right now. So in terms of him as a star, does this opening weekend help his star power, lessen it, or... It's about where it was before this movie came out. I think it's where it was mm-hmm. because this is by no means a failure. It's a number one movie. Right. So right. he can always and, – and, and he opens to number one frequently. So he got the number one spot. He beats G.I. Joe, which was supposed to be a big marquee tentpole film. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this – this doesn't do anything to ding him or diminish him. What we really got to, because we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks and what we've now figured out is the new normal is huge drops, right? Yes. So the real, I mean, 
success can be called in the first weekend with a massive opening haul, mm-hmm. but the real success is low drops. So if this movie can evade the drops that a lot of these big films have had, then we can look at it as a true success. So I do think there's just these two levels that you have to look at it. It it didn't get a good comm score, which is what the studios kind of look at to see if anybody liked the film. But, you know, it... I'm... I'm, that I'm is not... a problem, though. That that I think that's a problem for this movie going forward. Because is... you got to see. Oh, I'm sorry. Not com score. Cinema score. A com score right. is different. Cinema score was C plus for this film, which is yeah. not good. Yeah, I mean the thing with this, the last few M Night Shyamalan movies, or at least with Split as the big one. You know, Split opened up big uh, whenever it came out four years ago, five years ago, at like forty million. And then really legged out well. And that's just a movie that people were really buzzy about. And it had a lot of good, you got to see this. He's doing all these different voices. He does a lot of, you know, he does a, a, a woman's voice. He does an old lady voice. He does a young kid voice. He does like a, you know, a tough guy voice, a weak guy voice, all that kind of stuff. People were saying, you got to see all the voices. He doesn't split. If people aren't leaving old, talking about, hey, you got to see how old this guy got. You got to see how old this kid got. This girl got really old. If you're not hearing that, which I don't think you are, then this movie's kind of sunk because there's not, again, a big star in the cast or a big IP that are going to make people come out, you know, now that the newness of the movie is not there. Yeah. So I think it is probably going to be, you know, we'll, the end of the show, we always talk about next weekend. I do think this one is going to have some trouble. I would be surprised if it's as leggy as something like Split, where people, again, were just talking about how you got to see all these different voices he does. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing it this week. I was not able to see it on opening weekend, unfortunately, but I'm going to be seeing it this week. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of have a better idea as to why people kind of turned on this movie, right? And whether I think it was fair or not. And we don't review on these uh, on this no. show. We're not reviewers. We're not uh, reviewers, we're not but we we try and get in the heads of the of the movie going populace. Yes, you know, and figure out why they made the decisions they did, and sometimes the quality of a movie plays into that. Not always, but sometimes. But well, one speak. one point you made before that I, I do want to go back on is this movie did open up at number one. Yes. And I think for M. Night Shyamalan, that's big. He's a guy with an ego. I think it's fair oh, to yes. say we don't know him personally, but he's got an ego. And he's, I think, earned it. And opening at number one... Slapping the face of G.I. Joe, putting the boot on G.I. Joe, kicking it down to two. That is probably important to him. And, I mean, I think that's the type of thing that 
is important to some moviegoers. So the hope that this movie might have for doing well in the next couple of weeks is the fact that people open up their newspaper, they listen to the B.O. Boys, they they see what's in the top ten, and they at least know Old was number one. Yeah. Yes, if Old opens at number four, it's got no chance. Yes, yes. Yes, but, but there's uh, there's still that cachet that comes with this was the number one. You know, not to say that it was a huge blockbuster, but it still was first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just real quick, let's do demo breakdown for old sure. a little here. So females out, you know, uh, went to the theaters more than guys here, 52%. Slightly, so slightly more females, and sixty-two percent of them were over twenty-five. Okay, and fifty-six fell between eighteen to thirty-four. Yeah, I think the big takeaway here is this is a successful opening weekend. M Night will get to brag about being number one, but and for its budget, it will probably end up doing fine. Like, it'll cover its budget and theatrical. Well, the I mean, the other thing about this movie is it's not day and date on a streamer. This is, if you want to see old right now, it's just in theaters. True. Yeah. And so we'll see if that helps it in its second weekend. I mean, as far as the big movies this summer that have not also been on a streamer, it's been F9 and it's been... Uh, Quiet Place 2, and those have been two of the movies that have actually legged out pretty well. You know, so old being theaters only may help it in like the next three weeks. Yeah, and I mean, there's, so speaking of theaters only, Snake Eyes, also theaters only, but I, I feel like seriously underperformed the pundits are saying it was what we thought it was. I I feel like there is the expectation that this film could have done more. And it just is an IP that they don't know what to do with. And I think is kind of dead. Well, I mean, let's snake eyes is a gigantic bomb. This is not, uh, it, it was what we thought it was. You don't make a G.I. Joe movie for the purpose of having it open at $13 million. You know, G.I. Joe movies aren't made for, you know, artistic swings. This isn't one of those a director gets one for me, one for them, and this is their one for me. No, this is a G.I. Joe movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the last one, which I would say opened less than what they would have hoped. The last G.I. Joe movie opened at 40 million. So yeah. for this movie to open at 13 million, this is not a, you know, oh, it came in a little under. This is a disaster. This is a disaster for the IP. It's also pretty damning for Henry Golding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his this was his shot at stardom. They took the mask off to show his pretty face. I mean, you don't get many shots, and this was a miss, and it's going to be really hard for him to 
to really recover from this because his face was all over the posters. This movie was Henry Golding is Snake Eyes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely doesn't help him at all. But to me, this is the main thing is this is a rejection of G.I. Joe. This is we do not want G.I. Joe under any circumstances. You have to stop. And I don't know if it's necessarily okay. I know what you mean, but I wouldn't go as far as under any circumstances, but definitely don't tease us. You're not in the position to tease us with things. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you look at we did on our, our Substack, which everybody should subscribe to, we did a trailer tracking for this film, and our opening weekend ended up being higher than it actually was. Twenty three, we went with. And that was way higher than this. But for a G.I. Joe movie, that was very, very low. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we commented on there was that the trailer said, Cobra is coming. Cobra is coming. Cobra should be there. Now, I haven't seen this film, but just just blow your load. Not to be uh, uh, crude. I apologize for that. But have... Cobra Commander, have Destro, have Serpentor, have the Joes, every single fucking one of them. Don't Mm -hmm. start with the Snake Eyes origin story. Give us that after you've already shown that there is some sort of uh, group of people who wants to see it. Right. And especially, like, we're in movie number three in this franchise. You know, and I know they're... Maybe they were looking at this as some kind of reboot of the franchise and they were trying to ignore the 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 last two movies. But that last movie, G.I. Joe Retaliation, came out in uh, 2013. And you can't go backwards at this point and have two G.I. Joe movies in the last 10 years and then say oh, we're going to give you a sliver of G.I. Joe in this third movie. You know, like, the title of this movie is terrible. Also, calling this movie Snake Eyes, I saw, and again, tweets are not ticks, Twitter is not, you know, but I saw a lot of people making the joke of Snake Eyes, is this the Nicolas Cage movie? And again, it's probably more of a hipster film Twitter, quirky little joke joke, but... I do think there is some confusion in that title. A, because there is a movie called Snake Eyes that is on cable all the time. It's something people know of. And B, you're not leading with G.I. Joe. Why are you starting with something other than G.I. Joe as the title of your G.I. Joe movie? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, is Snake Eyes the main brand and G.I. Joe is a subgenre of Snake Eyes? It's confusing. It's, also, it's so confusing. Don't call any movie origins because we all know right. Wolverine Origins is a famous bomb. Yes. Yes. I mean, that film took a star character with a star performer and tanked and tanked it and nearly killed Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That film nearly killed Deadpool, which is a marquee, a marquee character now. Yeah. This title did so many things wrong. It did 
it used the same title as an existing somewhat recent bomb of a movie by using Snake Eyes. It That is not a recent movie. <laughs> Snake Eyes is not a recent movie. Well, it's a movie that it's not a it's it's not a black and white movie. We'll go with that. It's well, a, so it's a, so black so that's your idea of what recent is is not black and white. No, but you shouldn't be titling movies as the same title as something that's come out in the last twenty or thirty years, unless you're remaking the movie. I I do think you, you shouldn't you shouldn't call a movie uh, Air Force One right now, even though Air Force One is not a recent movie. But just there's no reason to call your movie that. Snake Eyes is a character, though, so I understand that's not the most egregious part to me. I, Snake Eyes I think is that's, a character. I just I think, think people that's don't. Egregious. I don't I think, think that's people egregious. remember him enough. Well, this that's isn't the, the other 80s. thing. That's the other thing is there's there's no real value to the character of Snake Eyes. Nobody knows who that is. I mean, even if you were a kid who watched G.I. Joe in the 80s, it's so easy to forget about everything other than the fact that it's called G.I. Joe. They way overestimated the the importance of any individual character in this movie in the mm-hmm. in that IP you know it's like that's a why again you got to just call this GI Joe colon something else and then like you said the third mistake in the title was they put origins in there so to me that is three insane mistakes in one movie title because that's the thing is if you made another GI Joe movie which i again we both agree nobody wanted anyway no, but it, but so it's done expertly and done in such a surprising way that it becomes a big hit. And Snake Eyes is your breakout character of that film. Then you think about making a film starring Snake Eyes with the name Snake Eyes because then that character and it breaking out would supersede that Nicolas Cage film. Yeah, but those I mean, things I, didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, sure. I the still internet would is not obsessed with Nicolas Cage. You, you see, that's the thing is nobody remembers Snake Eyes except pundits like us and snarky Twitter people. It's a big cable movie. It's a cable movie. I, I, I don't. I, yeah. I, I I think that was a mistake. You don't you don't title. Uh, you're not going to come out with a movie now just called Money Train. And I know Money Train wasn't a, a huge hit, and it came out. You know, in the late '90s, but that title's taken on a it's, major it's level. It's different. It's a character. I, that's that's where we. I mean, we're not going to agree because it's a character. There's no character named Money Train. And if there is a character named Money Train, I, I, it's a Transformer. Maybe I don't know. Well, speaking of the Transformers, I, to me, with GI Joe, I agree. It's a it is a dead dead property in terms of making new movies based on it. To me, the only theatrical value now of the G.I. Joe brand is to do some kind of like crossover movie or as a value add in a Transformers movie or in some other like Hasbro movie. You know, Mm -hmm. if you want to rebuild G.I. Joe as a theatrical brand, it's got to be G.I. Joe making a cameo in a Transformers movie or doing some kind of you know, Battleship versus G.I. Joe. You know, like oh, a Freddy I, versus Jason. 
these all sound so bad. I, I just think that it it well the 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 thing about GI Joe is it's not really an interesting property at all. It's just right. soldiers who dress weird. It, it's yes. It, there's there's nothing really unique about it. It was right. uh, it was supposed to sell toys in the eighties and it did. And Transformers at least has robots that turn into cars, which is an interesting concept. This is just soldiers. They're just right. guys with guns that have flamboyant names. That's right. really what it is. So yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah, there is nothing there. I mean, do you think this is the last G.I. Joe theatrical release that we see? I won't say in our lifetime because, A, we assume we're going to live an absurdly long time. I think we could each hit triple digits. Mm-hmm. So I won't say in our lifetime, but let's say in the, this movie, the last G.I. Joe movie came out eight years ago. Do you think we see another G.I. Joe theatrical release in the next 10 years? Theatrical? No. I think they do some stupid series somewhere. Oh, I mean, that's a given. I'm, you know, these, these 80s shows, they're constantly, there's been like 10, you know, versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on TV in, in the last, like, you know, decade. G.I. Joe theatrical, I'll say no. Yeah, I think so. Because it took eight years for them to release a movie since the last one, and the last one was kind of a hit. So, yeah. yeah. I think I think it's dead. No one wanted. I I don't know if it affects Henry Golding as much as you said. Other than the fact it's like the guy needs a hit, and this this wasn't it. But yeah, and, but he's not a star to begin with. He's a guy they're trying to make a star. Yes. So people yes. might forget that this even happened if he breaks out in something else. Right. Well, I mean, the thing with him is there's a lot of talk. You know, the, like there is every time someone. Is every time Hollywood's trying to make someone into a star or like a young action star, is he going to be the next James Bond? And he has a little bit of that buzz going on now. So it's it's one of those situations where this was a giant bond, a bomb. But if they if he ends up being the next Bond, it doesn't matter because then those will be Bond movies that are giant. Daniel hits. Craig will be Bond until we die. He'll complain about it and take a big old check every time. That that is that's something I'm going to say. I, I I will I will not see another James Bond. So if you had to pick one thing that's going to happen in our lifetime, do we see another theatrically released GI Joe movie first, or do we see someone other than Daniel Craig play James Bond? What G. happens? Joe. Oh, really. The guy's going to complain, he's going to complain, but they're going to keep writing bigger checks and bigger checks. He's a bigger star now with Knives Out. It's it's There's no way. He, there's no way he's going to turn down whatever $100 million they're going to give him for the next Bond movie when this next movie comes out and, and does Buffa Bobo. Uh, you, know, you know who might be the big winner from how bad G.I. Joe did is Daniel Craig because it's one less guy that they could use as leverage to to say oh we we've got this hot new star that we're going to replace you with yeah you know because then daniel craig just says oh okay who the the guy from snake eyes and then and i'm doing it makes a jerk off motion motion. yeah yeah Yeah. we we that that's the it's that's the only move he can make in that situation he's got to do the jerk off motion well so let's real quick because 
there's been a lot of talk mm-hmm. from the pundits about this weekend and what it means and why why it was a tepid weekend at the box office. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even want to give play to this, but people are mentioning this Delta variant and and acting as if it's gonna it's doing anything. And what I want to say about this is that again, the sky is not falling. We need to mm-hmm. stop thinking that any time movies do not blow the fucking doors off, the sky is falling. Okay? Because here's the facts. Yes. People are acting as if, along with uh, losing people's sense of taste when they got COVID, it also ruined their taste in content. All these media outlets are acting as if, why, why are people not consuming our goods? Why aren't people consuming our goods? You know why? Because we don't want them. We're not as desperate for things as you think we are. We're not as desperate for content as you think we are. We're not as desperate for the Olympics or the NBA Finals as you think we are. We do have other things to do unless something really peculiar our interest and we really, really want to see it. So the facts are, the movies that have been coming out the past couple weekends, people don't want to see or mm-hmm. they only want to see once. When you look at the number of the the level of drops in these films from the first to the second weekend. Yes, I will admit there is there is a correlation now with being able to see something the second time at home. I absolutely believe that. But we have agreed, me and you, agreed that being available at home doesn't keep people from the theaters the first weekend. Because they'll want to see it on the big screen, but they'll not go back. They'll see it at home if they need to. So that is something that needs to be talked about. We'll figure that out once that isn't the case anymore, or if it is the case going forward. Like if Disney continues to do day and date, like you believe they will. I think they will. I think think Shang-Chi and and Eternals, those are going to be day and date on Disney Plus Premium Access PVOD. Uh, I think so. And I'm going to say, the reason why the box office hasn't, been setting the world on fires because remember they they still pushed a lot of movies out of the summer to other places Mm -hmm. and the the films haven't that have come out have not been wildly popular even though something like black widow was an mcu movie it is it is not a well-liked movie even the mcu faithful are are not loving this film f9 it's it's doing fine it's doing okay. The drops in the first weekend and the second weekend were were pretty bad, but then the drops after that haven't been too awful. Right? So 67% the first uh after the in the second weekend, 50% the next weekend, but then 33 and 37. This movie's made 163 million dollars. People are liking this film. But I'm going to say that the only film that people have loved loved that have come out post pandemic is a quiet place part two because this film dropped in its second weekend 59 percent but then it then here's the next weekends 38 percent 24 32 34 23 29 
and then finally 46, and that's in its ninth weekend. Wow. Those are incredibly good drops. And that's a movie people wanted to see. And guess what? When they saw it, they liked it. Okay? This is not brain surgery. This is not new. You need to have movies people want to see. That is the key. Nobody wanted to see Snake Eyes. It's not because of the fucking Delta variant. It's because nobody wants G.I. Joe. Henry Golding is not somebody people know, really. And Snake Eyes, like you said, is a title that was taken by a Nicolas Cage movie. I'm going to give you that one, even though I don't Thank agree you. with it. Thank you. I, but I these totally are agree with this. I totally agree with this. It is, it is, I mean, it is pretty clear that This spring, this past spring, and this summer, for the most part, Hollywood has been reopening theaters with a bunch of shit that they were not very psyched about. You know, I think other than Quiet Place 2, and and maybe other than like Tenet last year when that came out, most of the big movies that Hollywood has put out have been movies that deep down they knew were stinkers or at best, you know, mildly smelly, you know, stuff like Godzilla versus Kong and Tom and Jerry movie. And uh, like you said, Black Widow and of course, Mortal Kombat and Demon Slayer, like all of these movies have not been, and maybe Hollywood doesn't make good movies anymore. I don't think so. I think that's a cliche people have been saying for a hundred years, but I think these are movies that they knew were not their best stuff that they had in the can. You know, I think Bond and uh, Halloween Kills and uh, uh, Top Gun 2, Top Gun 2, Venom, Let There Be Be Carnage. Carnage. I do think those are the movies that they have higher hopes for because I think they were using this spring and this summer as the testing ground, let's get the theaters open, let's put stuff out there so that the people who are ready to come back have something to come back to. But when you really now look at what this slate ended up being up to this point, uh, Holly Warner Brothers didn't think that they had a juggernaut on their hands with Space Jam A New Legacy. No. You know, they, they've been sitting on that movie since pre-pandemic. They all watched it. It's not Bugs Bunny's best. Maybe it's LeBron's best, but it ain't Daffy's best. It ain't Tweety Bird's best. They knew it. And and I, I think most of these movies are just movies that are not that good. Movies that people haven't been liking that much. If anything, to me, when you look at this slate of movies, coming out of a pandemic, doing as well as they have done, this is shows the health of box office and the and movie going because people are going to see shit just for the sake of going to a movie theater when yes. space jam a new legacy makes 31 million dollars in theaters for and again we're not critics but as bad as that movie is nearly an unwatchable two-hour string of lights and colors and sounds yes and that thing made 32 million dollars of people post-pandemic, crowding into a space together, shoulder to shoulder, 
that shows that theaters are healthy because people want to go see it despite how bad these movies are. And, and I understand that to theater owners, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. But the issue with that is they've made no changes, really, substantial enough changes to draw in casual, non-hardcore theater goers mm-hmm. to update their screens, update the visuals, do more than make them cushy chairs, which I love. I love a cushy chair. I, I went to AMC. I went to AMC on uh, 84th, I think it was. Uh, I saw Escape Room, and I could go all the way back. I was leaning. I was all the way back. Okay. Like I was horizontal, and I loved it, all right? But if the screen is shadowy, if, 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 you, if you can't hear things, it's, it's not good. You need to fix these things, and I think that will make a difference. If if people say oh, this is this is better than your living room, no, no, you haven't been to a theater in a while. It will completely shatter your senses in a good way. But theater owners will not do it. So it's it's akin to me say trying to date, and I bring uh, girls home to my apartment, and it's a cement basement, and there's cracks in the walls, and there's rats everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it must be the pandemic. That's why they don't want to come. Right. It's like, no, it's you got to fix it up. You got to right. fix it up, everybody. Right, right. You you not having a relationship is not because of the Delta variant. It's not because of the Delta variant. Yes, yes. There's 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 a lot of reasons, but it's not the Delta variant. Yeah, I mean, the, the theaters definitely didn't do anything to, to make the, the act of going to the theater the reason that someone would go. So therefore, the only reason to go to a movie right now is A, because you're going to go no matter what, which uh, there are a lot of people who are like that, obviously, or B, the movie itself is what's drawing you in. And yeah, they haven't been putting out great movies. F9 is middling Fast and Furious, you know. Yes. That it's a series that after seven, people didn't love eight. Nine is on par, which meant it was always going to be in a decline. But we have, I think the big thing is we haven't seen a movie, a big, big movie that's come out in the last few months that is underperformed and it's scary in the sense that. It's not like Iron Man. Think back to the original Iron Man, which is a movie people went bananas for. And it's pretty, you know, if you like that type of movie, that's as good as it gets. We haven't had an Iron Man type movie that has come out and underperformed. Yeah. Where it's like this movie needed, this movie should have done great because it is great. We haven't had that. We've just had a bunch of like mediocre to bad movies that have honestly kind of overperformed based on their quality. Yeah. Because even Tenet last year, everybody freaked out. But, you know, we were saying, like, nobody wanted that movie, actually. That, that, nobody wanted that movie, yeah. And it, so, so yes, that definitely had something to do with COVID, uh, there, the spikes and everything. But 
it, it, at the end of the day, that movie, nobody wanted it. And and right. that's the thing that I think also that we, I don't want to beat that dead horse. No, but like, he's so it, dead. It's it, such a yeah. dead horse. And it put movies back almost a year until until they were able to be saved. But but yeah, I, I think you know to 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 put a button on this, like you said, for anyone who's saying the sky is falling for theatrical or. You know, the Delta variant is the reason that the Space Jam had a big second weekend drop. It's 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 not it's not the Delta variant. Huh? Uh It's the movies. And I think especially when we start getting stuff that people are really excited about that Hollywood itself is really excited about. And again, I don't think they've been putting out movies that they're particularly excited about. But once we start getting those, I do think those movies will hit the same levels that a movie that that same movie would have hit a few years ago. And I'll tell you what, maybe not this weekend, but I think we got one of those coming up very soon. Yeah, I I don't know for oh, agree on that, but that is for another time because we need to talk about this coming weekend. Let's so this weekend, do you think we have one of those movies that Hollywood is really excited about, that the movie going public is going to be really excited about, and a movie that's going to perform at a huge level that it would have if there was no, you know, no extenuating circumstances. Do we have one of those this weekend? No. Okay. We have a movie that's going to do what it was going to do, I think. Is that Jungle Cruise? What do you think of yeah. Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise. I think Jungle Cruise... I don't think Jungle Cruise is going to blow the doors off anybody. I don't think this is... I mean, you know, we have varying opinions on The Rock. But I'm, I'm not going to be in hater mind right now. I'm in, you know, BO mind. So I mm-hmm. do think he's a huge draw. I, I'm very curious. So, so Jungle Cruise coming out day and date... Again, this is a Disney premiere access day and date in theater combo. Now, we've talked. I don't know when you want to bring this up, but we, we do have something going on right now that if, if they do not give us the, the um, premiere access numbers for Jungle Cruise opening weekend, mm-hmm. July 30th, we will not cover the box office for Jungle Cruise. Well, I mean, there is a disclaimer to that. We were calling on our fellow major box office brethren who cover box office uh, as uh, along with us to all agree to come together to boycott coverage of Jungle Cruise's opening weekend if Disney doesn't release the PVOD numbers. So, of yes. course, that's... Uh, that's uh, Scott Mendelson, legacy box office writer for Forbes. Forbes. Uh, that's Jeff Bach from Exhibitor Relations Co. Anthony D. Alessandro for Deadline. And DCS for of, Disney. And, of course, the founder of Box Office Mojo, our boy Brandon, who is the only one who, as of now, has signed on for the boycott. Mm-hmm. So 
if all of them join the boycott with us, then we boycott. Then we all together don't cover. But we can't give up a competitive advantage and, and, and just Very be true. the only ones who boycott. So that is, you know, and I'll put this out in a major way right after this airs. But I'm trying to get all of us to unite to take, because as big as the BO boys are, and we're, we're huge and we're getting bigger every day, we're alone are not enough to change Disney's policies. It takes a bunch. If that village includes Exhibitor Relations Co. and Scott Mendelson, legacy writer for Forbes, and Anthony D. Alessandro with Deadline, then we can make a difference. True. So that that's the disclaimer, is we're going to be putting pressure on Disney this week to release Jungle Cruise's opening weekend PVOD numbers. And, you know... We'll be back here next week. And if there is a unified boycott and they don't release those numbers, then we ain't covering the opening weekend. So opening forecast here for from Box Office Pro, 20 to $40 million is their range for opening. They haven't made a call as to where they come in right. on that range. So it's going to open in a lot of theaters. This is a movie that's going to open in 4,000-plus theaters. So this is a big opening. Mm -hmm. We know G.I. Joe is not going to be competition for this. Black Widow is not going to be competition for this. Mm -hmm. So it it might have a lot of eyeballs. So what is your thought? Because I know you're you're very high on The Rock. Well, I mean, it's not—listen, we're going strictly based on numbers. You know, yeah. not not based on personal feelings or, you know, it was just someone I'd want to have a beer with, anything like that. I mean, he is a big movie star. And I think, I feel like with Jungle Cruise, Disney's thinking and, 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 and their hopes are twofold. Because the two obvious comps for this movie are, I think Disney would love for this to become their new Pirates of the Caribbean type series. You know, take a, a theme park ride, turn it into a movie series, set on the water, boats are involved. So they want it to be that. And I think the other obvious comp is with The Rock is the Jumanji series. Absolutely. You know, this is, can this be another adventure franchise for The Rock? So if you look at the two Jumanji movies that The Rock did... um. You have the first one, or the first one he did was Welcome to the Jungle, came out in 2017. And God, I'm trying to navigate the numbers right now. And 30, it opened to 36.1 million. 36 million. So that is a movie, though, that famously had incredible legs. Came out in Christmas time of that year. Incredible legs, but it opened up at 36 million. And now. Let me just find Next Level, which I think opened up way bigger in 2019. Because by then, that was a beloved franchise. Yeah, so that movie opened in December December 13th, 2019. And its opening weekend was $59 million. So, yeah. that is probably when this movie was, was greenlit. That was the, that was the hope is that this is going to be Jumanji level. Um, 
I can't imagine. It doesn't feel like it has that kind of buzz. So I'm not seeing that. But I do think this opens in the 30s. I mean, Cruella came out in May. Also was on Disney Plus Premium Access PVOD day and date. And that opened at what? 20-something million dollars Mm -hmm. in its three-day? And this feels like a bigger movie with a bigger box office star than Emma Stone. I think this movie is gonna I think maybe it hits the thirty five million that, that the his first Jumanji movie did. Okay. I, I feel like that's a decent range. You know, I mean the thing is It's got Emily Blunt. It's who got is Emily Blunt hot off hot off a hit. Yep. Yeah, she's one of the most well liked to audiences movie stars that is going right now. You know, people love her in the Quiet Place movies. And I've been yeah, they seeing might want another the... hit at that blunt. Yeah. Yeah, past that blunt. I mean, that that could have been part of the marketing for this is past that blunt. You know? Yeah, but that kind of... <laughs> but the thing with that is that does dehumanize her in a way. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So you don't do that. You don't do past that blunt. No. Um... But I have been seeing Emily Blunt and The Rock doing a ton of a ton of press together and a lot of like quirky commercials where it's the two of them talking directly to the viewer and they seem to get along really well and have a good chemistry. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, I think this will get into the 30s opening weekend. I mean, I think okay, it so- kind of has to, mm-hmm. you know. I think if Jungle Cruise opens under 30, then I think it's a bad look for this movie. I think it kind of has to open up at at least 30. Yeah, I'm trying to think what what I'm going to look what Rampage opened up at, which is a a very mediocre rock movie. Yeah. And That's I know it was low a different time. Cuz that movie but, I Famously just got itself to $100 million domestic by the end. That was very famous for being a movie that just crossed $100 million domestic by by a, a hair. So have you found the opening weekend for Rampage? I have. It's 35. 35. Okay. So that's the range. Okay, so I think this opens bigger than Rampage. And I know that was 2018. It was a different corridor, but this is a Disney film. It's Maybe this is a, a movie that, that kids go back to the theater for. I think, and, and to not to backtrack on what I said earlier, I do think there is a level of parents being worried about this COVID because they're really small kids can't be vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. So that might be keeping some kids from the theater. But and the PBOD, day and date. Yeah, and but there's no way that Jumanji did what it did with only kids. There was mm-hmm. people who weren't kids who saw those films, such as myself and you. So I do think that this is going to push over 35. Can it hit 40? It can hit 40, but I have been, you know, we've been just so crazy overestimating these films that I feel like I don't want to, 
I don't want to. It just hasn't been happening. Well, it ha- it has, though, on an example just two weeks ago where we were both so low on Space Jam A New Legacy. And that movie opened to $32 million. And oh, that's, oh, that's so true. And if that is the baseline, you then know. it's got to hit 40. Then I think this has got to hit 40. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we, we had the mea culpa the, 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 the weekend after Space Jam opened about how the rats needed their cheese. You know, this is a rats movie. This is a kid's movie. So are you willing to go up to 40 or 45? I, I'm going to say 42. I'm going to say $42 million. I, I think this has to hit 40 if Space Jam opened up at 32. And Space Jam was also day and date on a streamer. A streamer, you know, HBO Max has a lot less subscribers than Disney. But then on Disney, you also have to pay 30 bucks to see it. So that kind of evens out. So... I think if Space Jam made 32, Jungle Cruise has to make in the 40s. I'm going to go 45 then. I'm going to be a, a nutso. Okay. So we do have two other films opening. I, mm-hmm. I think really box office wise, we don't really need to talk about them very much. Mm-hmm. Stillwater, the Matt Damon film, which is a straight up drama. Mm-hmm. That the opening forecast on Box Office Pro is saying from two to seven million dollars. Jeez, it's this opening the... wide, but only in two thousand plus theaters. I think this does almost no business. This is what an Elizabeth Smart biopic. Is that is that what that is? Yeah, is it? She's the one who killed someone in Italy. Or, you know, they say kill someone in Italy. Oh, well, then... You mean it's based on that story. It's not really that story. No, I think this is... Is this not... Is... No, it's not. It's a father travels from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter who is oh. in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. Gotcha. So it's like a soft biopic. It's loosely based on Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox. That's who I meant. Who yeah, did yeah. you say? I said Elizabeth Smart. I, I guess I don't know who that is. So right there, this film, I, 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 so, I do. It's it, Tom it, so McCarthy. It's a, right. Who's hit or miss. He's had some Oscar winners. But no box office hits. But no box office. I'm saying yeah. if we're going two to seven, I'm saying this opens to like three. Yeah. I mean, especially it's a... It's a movie that is a dramatization. It, it is loosely based on a property that I'm confusing for a different property. So it, it doesn't have that brand recognition that you need. The Amanda Knox IP is not strong. No, no. It's not like a Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, so- the, and the thing that Bohemian Rhapsody had going for it is it secured... VIP. It wasn't about a rocker who's sort of like Freddie Mercury. It was about yeah. Freddie Mercury. You got to use all the Queen songs. You know, you're doing a movie that's loosely based on Amanda Knox, but you can't call her Amanda Knox. You can't use any of her famous quotes. You can't style the actress to look exactly like Amanda Knox. Like you have to not really, really use the IP. So so we're both going low on this. Does it make the top five? 
well, do we want to do our top? Well, let, let's do then. I, I I don't think so, but I, I haven't done my top five yet. So there's this, which, yeah, Stillwater's not going to do anything. And, and I don't think this is going to be a knock on Matt Damon as a box office draw. Not at all. Not at all. It's a drama. It's not like sci-fi or a big action movie. And, and it's not him as a biopic. If he was playing the real guy, maybe, but he's not even playing the real guy. He's not playing the real dad, so... Uh, and he's working he can... with a director he probably likes, and it's a drama, and it's good, but this movie is something that I think will find traction on a streamer as opposed to at the theater. Yes, yes. So then what's the other new movie opening this weekend? The Green Knights. Okay. Which is an A24 fantasy film that I think mm-hmm. is being critically lauded. I don't know what the theater count is. I'm feeling like it's going to be pretty low. It will do very well in your New York, your L.A.'s, mm-hmm. your Philadelphia's, places like that. But I don't know if it'll make significant enough money to really dent the top five. I feel, I feel if we're talking about is will it make more money than something like Zola – which was another A24 film, I think it does. I think this is a movie that people actually are going to want to go to the theater to see. Well, will it... To me, a comp for this movie, then, is something like Midsommar. You know, an A24 opened the same time. You know, Midsommar was a midsummer movie. You know, it it was the rare movie where the title was the release date. And it only opened to 6.5. It opened to 6.5. And it, I am right. It did open in like July that year, right? It opened. I'm, I, I, I really, I don't think I'm being fooled by the title. I do think Midsommar opened in Midsommar. Yeah, it opened in July. July 5th. Okay. So th- to me, that's a comp. A24 is launching... Green Knight, the way they launch Midsommar. So then using Midsommar as the over-under, does Green Knight open bigger than Midsommar? Oh, I don't know because of... Uh, I still think it opens lower just because of, you know, restrictions and things. Hmm. Uh, but I do think this movie could make five... five uh, it, it depends on how many... Midsummer opened in two thousand seven hundred and seven theaters. Does that's a wide does, release? That's a wide release, and I don't know if that's what Green Knight's going to do. So that's what's hard. Hmm. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Uh, they did not give us a theater count. I mean, anecdotally, I know here in Brooklyn there is uh, a Nighthawk where the Thursday night preview night showings are already sold out, but. You know, this is going to be New York and L.A. Will this translate to the Stacks, Plain Billies, Earth Dogs, Joe Lunchpails? Uh, you know, I don't know. So does it hit five? Well, why don't we do our top fives now? Because I, I think the big question for me is Green Knight or Stillwater, what finishes ahead of the other one? Yeah, if they even get, uh, yeah, I don't even know if they either of them are going to get to the top five here. All right, well, let's see. Why don't I've been going first a lot? Why don't you do your top five? 
for this comic Well, movie. I think, and this is a slam doink, even though we said Black Widow was a slam doink over Space Jam, I think this is an absolute slam doink that Jungle Cruise is number one. Yes, 100%. This is 100%. the slam doinkiest yes, of all slam doinks. Yes. So that's number one. Number two, geez, this is, t- I mean, I'm going to say old is still, is number two. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say number three, Black Widow. Okay. I'm going to say number four. I'm going to say number four. Ooh, this is hard. Snake Eyes. And then I'm going to say number five is F9. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to go Jam with... Jump is out, out of the top five. So here's what I'm going with. So you're you're saying Stillwater and Green Knight, neither of them open top five. Yes. I'm going to go number one is, of course, Jungle Cruise. It, 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 if it's not number one, we're not on the air next week. The show is over. Yeah. That's our number two. Number two is old. I think that number three is going to be. Hmm. Yeah, number three is Black Widow. Number four is Green Knight. Number five is. Number five is is Snake Eyes. It's hard, right? Five. So you think Green Knight is gonna make? I think it can make like six million. I just don't know what the theater count situation is. With I this. know it's tough without knowing the theater count, but I think that can make six million, and and I think Snake Eyes and. Space Jam are going to have insane drops this weekend. Absolutely. I think Snake Eyes it has a 70-some percent drop. Yeah, I think Snake Eyes had made 13 point whatever this weekend. I think it's going to go under 6 million, possibly under 5 million next weekend. Well, so here's the thing, though. Actually, it can't really do 7. Like, it did so bad in its first weekend that its drop isn't going to be as precipitous as it could be. So oh, yeah, I, it probably won't I, be in the seventies, right? But it'll probably be it'll definitely drop uh sixty. I think it's still gonna be a seventy percent drop. You think I think I think that that who nobody wants this movie. I, I, I agree I, with that. I think it's gonna be uh, over a seventy percent drop, but I think Space Jam is gonna like ha- it had a sixty nine percent drop this weekend. I think it has a bigger drop. Next weekend, because there is there is just no good word of mouth on that movie. It's on HBO. Uh, I I think both of those movies are going to have crazy crazy drops, and I and think the rats I'm, are going to run from that sinking ship to the Jungle Cruise. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I'm. So, I, I, you know what? We don't know the theater count for Green Knight, but I'm going to use Midsummer as a comp, and I think it could hit five or six million dollars. I hope so. I hope this thing. Uh, uh, David Lowry's the director, uh, writer, director. Love him. He's done some mm-hmm. great stuff. I hope. I mean, I hope for the box office that it does well, but I also hope for him 
and and quality movies that this film does well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's because the top a five finish for for this film could really create some box office buzz. Yes, yes, and it's got you know it it's got. Dev Patel, who I, I think people really, they know and like him. He's not a big star, but he's definitely a familiar face. And it is a fantasy movie. You know, it's not something that people really know what it is. But you see the commercial, you see there's a hint of dragons, there's swords. So there's there's stuff that call to possibly the plain billies, the earth dogs, because they saw Game of Thrones, or they think, oh, maybe this is Game of Thrones. I, I think there's enough in there to get to five million, but it all depends on the theater count, because we don't know what that number is, and this might only be opening in big cities this weekend. So Yeah. Great. Well with that caveat. So Pat, I, where where can they find us? Email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know if the Green Knight is playing in your city. You know, A24 hasn't given out the theater count, so we may have to do this case by case. So email us, the Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if the Green Knight's playing this coming weekend in your city, and we'll put those emails together, and maybe we'll figure the theater count out on our own. And so our Substack, of course, subscribe to our Substack. It's blowing up. Mm-hmm. Last week, we dropped a trailer tracking for the Jackass Forever trailer. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's for that's sure. All. That's all I'll say. So, Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except, until next time. We'll we'll smell you at the box. Office.